right, welcome into week four, the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. I'm Rob Parker. Of course, TJ Hushmanzada, the former uh, wide receiver in the NFL, who led the league in receiving one year, right, TJ? Yeah, I led the league in receiving that one year in a total of three years. I led them for those three years, too. You know, I get hated on, but I ain't tripping. I'm nah, set, though, so I'm Not good. at all. It's all good. <laughs> and our guest this week for week oh, four wow. in the NFL is, of course, Corey Dillon, who played 10 seasons in the NFL, primarily with the Bengals, but he won a championship with the New England Patriots. And uh, was he also a four-time Pro Bowler? and uh, first-team All-American in 1996. Should so be in the Hall of Fame. Should be in the Hall of Fame. But because he played with the Bengals, y'all Hall of Fame voters, they hating. All right. Well, welcome I to the podcast, that. man. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks no having doubt. Me. Uh, go ahead, TJ. You want to kick it off? So let's just get straight to it. Bengals draft Joe Burrow number one, and we we in a group group chat, a lot of formal Bengals, and we all agree that he looks good. What is your assessment, and do you think the Bengals are going to be able to maximize his talents, at least from what he's shown early in this season? Uh, he's a good quarterback, man. I will give him that. He he is the quarterback of the future for them, and it just boils down to. How I look at it is culture, you know what I mean, and players, man. I mean, they have some, they have some talent, you know what I mean, and and coaching is a big factor as well. So they got talent. They got a nice running back. I I, I love the guy. You know, reminds me of, of myself. Yeah, mixed, you know, yeah. Got a great receiver. So they got they got the talent, and I just think sometimes the coaching and the culture kind of you know, diminish that. You know what I mean? Gets in the way. I mean, dude, it's so much to overcome. I mean, you you, you got a rookie quarterback starting off anyway. So it's going to be, it's going to be a little, the season's going to be a little sluggish starting off. Okay. Right? Let, let me, let me go one more time, Rob. So you okay. speaking of, speaking of culture. Okay. So obviously mm-hmm. you get drafted to the Bengals, second round out of UW. And then you go to the Patriots Explain the difference in culture and how things were ran in Cincinnati in comparison to when you went to New England Patriots. Uh well, it's night and day, you know, and I and I'm not I'm not speaking bad on nobody, but it's it was night and day for me. Like when I went over to New England, I mean, everybody was on the same page of winning and nobody was really into like self-rewards you know what i mean it was a team concept and what i respected about bill belichick is he don't care who you are he will let you know and i done seen it i done eyewitness <laughs> like dude if you don't want to play team ball here i will get you up out of here and that's something that resonates with me because you know what it was across the board what everybody had to do and what was willing willing to get the job done as a team so i respected that and I think that's what it is sometimes. Some of them players, they need they need a coach that they can respect and what he say goes. You know what I mean? And you mean not, what you say. Exactly. You know what I mean? And sometimes, I mean, new coaches come in and they get overwhelmed by certain situations. Now, now Corey, um, when you talk about the New England Patriots, it's hard. We know about the winning of Super Bowls. 
but it's just us, me, you, TJ. There's nobody else really watching. So tell me about the cheating that you found out and what you saw when you went to <laughs> New England. Can you tell me about that. That's real cold. That's real cold blooded. <laughs> that's real cold blooded. But let me let me let me chime oh, in on that, man. TJ, um, you know I, me. I retired. Now, I'm being uh, serious, man. I retired, and here's my honest answer with that. I retired 06, 07, right? That stuff came out in 07. And I'm telling you this, man, and this is just me being straight up. Dude, if I had any any hint of some cheating going on, man, I would have got the hell out of there, man. I don't like playing ball like that. And that's straight up. Nah, I respect I don't. I don't like no advantages. I mean, I like going out there and manning up and, and getting the job done. See, I respect that. That's the one thing that when I talk about, people are always hard on me because I'm hard on the Patriots. The Patriots, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick shouldn't have any of that hovering over. Bill Belichick was fined the largest fine of any coach in the history of the NFL. Tom Brady, rather than just fessing up and owning up that he asked the ball boys to let the air out of the ball, right, destroyed his phone, took a four-game suspension, has that on his record. It's hard for me to look at the Patriots, and I think a lot of fans, and have the ultimate respect because there's a couple of clouds over their franchise. Is that fair or unfair? It's, it's fair. I mean, if, you, if you're accused of something and you're in the mix, I mean, it's fair. You, 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 you got to take that criticism, you know? So, but over, overall, man, and, I, and I'm going to say it, and I'm, I'm just not, I'm not sticking up for them because wrong is wrong right. to me, you know what I mean? They didn't need to do it, is what I'm saying. You know what? That's how I look at it. Here, here's something that, that's interesting that you just said, that they don't need to do it. The last time they got in trouble, right, recently, they were filming the signals on the sideline for the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals. Right? Yeah. Now, now, everybody cool. said, why would the Patriots need the Bengals' signals, and why would they do that? But you know what was told to me? that Bill Belichick didn't, because it was a new coach, didn't have a file or anything on him. They hadn't faced him. And that was the reason why you would say, why would they do that against the Bengals? They don't need help. But that was the reason I was told why that went down and why they got hit with another fine. Does that make sense? Well, it makes sense. But let me, let me, let me give you another something else to think about. Most of the players don't know what the hell is going on. You know what I mean? That is the truth. Because no, I believe that. You, you I believe what I'm that. Saying? They give you they give us the information and you sitting here like, man, we got some yeah. good ass yeah, coaches. Plan, yeah. There's, there's a lot of people just, you know, like myself. I'm looking at the game plan and I'm executing the game plan. You know what I mean? They're not coming to each and every individual player saying, like, you know what? We got the legs up on on this team here. And this is what we're going to do. I would say this, though. If anybody knows anything, it would be the head coach and the quarterback. Absolutely. You know I mean? Absolutely. Because the quarterback benefits from it if you know the other team's defensive signals. You know what I mean? Like what their, exactly. co what their coverages are going to be. And then all of a sudden, it, it helps you. So you can't act like the coach or the quarterback wouldn't know. That that's that's my only argument. I mean, if I mean if anything is going on, that's that's between the head coach and the quarterback. I would say the rest of the team, 
probably don't know shit. Excuse my language, but they just executing the game plan. That you know that I mean? that was very prevalent back in the day because when Indianapolis with Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Edron James, Dallas Clark, when they were going no huddle up and down the field, nobody could stop them. Well, we get somebody, we signed a free agent from Indianapolis to Cincinnati. He told us they went no huddle because they stole the defensive signals. So what did we start doing in Cincinnati? We went no huddle, and so they were able to talk into the earpiece, tell the quarterback the coverage because they're signaling it in. And so even now with the headpiece, there's a coach that signals in defenses, the coverages. And so it's never going to stop. To me, you still got to execute. You can know the coverage. If the pass rush gets there, the coverage does not matter. It, the quarterback can know everything. You you still have to no, make the plays. Receiver have to catch. But one, it does help because if they're blitzing, you can make sure it's picked up. You can redirect guys. You can bring a guy in the block. You can throw a screen. You can do so many different things. Um but kudos to Bill Belichick for uh, being smart enough to say, I'm going to do this and push the envelope. And by the time <laughs> I get fined, I'm, I've won so many championships. Right. I've won so many games that, oh, go ahead. I, I done made my uh, name in a game of football. I'm good. But but the only problem I have is people have selective uh, – selective. they're selective when it comes to who they call cheaters and who they don't. They don't want to vote mm-hmm. for Barry Bonds for the Hall of Fame, but that won't keep Bill Belichick or Tom Brady out of. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's either gotta be, it's either gotta be if you're a cheater and you get caught or busted, then everybody you can't handpick who you gonna vote for and who you not. I think that's unfair. Well, to your fact there, yeah. I mean, cheating is cheating, man. I mean. It is. it is what it is, right? Yep. All right, let's let's move on. We don't have to, 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 to stay on this. The other thing I want to talk to you as a running back, the one thing that I think is a big problem in the NFL is the, the rules that they set up, the collective bargaining, they hurt the running back. They use the running back up his first four or five years, and then they don't want to pay the guy. And then you after that, am I right? They say – Oh no! Yes, you're right. We don't want to. We're not going to give you that contract. Your, your yards per rush have gone down, or whatever. After they burnt you out, I don't think it's fair. I think running backs should be compensated after three I, years. I don't. I, I don't like how the position is being played right now. Anyway, you know what? They are asking those running backs to do way too much, and they're not getting compensated for it. You got to be a running back slash receiver nowadays. <laughs> you know, right? You know, yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> Just, just, just to be productive in certain offenses, man. I tell you what, I'm from the old school. Just give me the rock. Hey, but I'm luckily you were a guy that could catch. So I can. I could have did that. Yeah, I could have did. I could have did all that. But I'm saying, look at these running backs now. Like, I'm a. I'm gonna use Le'Veon Bell for example. To me, love the guy. The guy got he got mad skills, but to me, I think he's burnt out now. Why? Doing way too much at the position. He had way, you know what I way mean? too many touches in those years. And and I didn't blame him for sitting out because they weren't going to pay him. And and there's a chance he could have gotten hurt and he would have never gotten paid. I blame, after- I blame him for sitting out. I, do. I don't. I do. You show up 
and you hurt your hamstring and you collect that thirteen okay, million dollars. Okay, I got that, you. That's man. what you do. I'm not, I'm not gonna argue with you on that. Okay, I, I got right. you. You have you can't you can't pass that money up. You show up and they know exactly what you're doing. My back right. hurt, my hamstring hurt, but you have to get you can't get that money back. And in turn, he still would have gotten paid. But that's what I would have done. No, now, I got CD, that. We'll give you a couple more questions. Look, talk. Speaking of the running back position. Who do you think just pure runner from the days of you playing Edron James, Jerome Bettis, those days, who's the best running back in the game? Right now? Who? Give me three. Man, Give me that's... three. Give me three names. Oh man, dude. That's that's kind of let me think here, man. Um this is this gonna be out of order. I'm not saying one. Right, yeah. right. I I like Chubbs. I like the way he runs. I like his his style. He's a good player, man. He yeah. really is. He's a good. He's he, he kind of remind me of the old school running back. He gets it done north and south, right? But then I I, I kind of like Kamara too. You know what I mean? I I think he he brings a lot to the table. And I would also say um I I can't deny I can't. I can't deny the young man. Uh, McCaffrey's a he's a beast. He's a hog, man. When healthy, he, he does his thing. Nah. You know, so, you know who I thought you would say because it's strictly old school is uh Derrick Henry. He's he's straight you know, downhill, he's a, everything. He's some, you know, you know why I didn't bring him up? He's sometimes to me, you know what I mean? Sometimes he's Man, he, you can't stop the dude. He's so big and he runs and, upright. And, you know what I mean? Like when and you sometimes, and sometimes to me he tiptoes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of hard to give him the nod because one game he's on, one game he's off. And I say this this year, man. Last year he had a great year. That boy, dude. He, he carried them. He got wild. them. Yes. He carried that whole team. You you know what I mean? This year, what's happening? But bro? he's leading the league in rushing. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. It doesn't leading. look like well, that. I yeah. know. He's leading the league in Russia. Let me go back there. <laughs> My bad. I apologize, Henry. You you in there too then. No yeah, doubt. He, you know what I mean? I am sorry. I didn't I didn't even yeah, know that. Yeah, I didn't he know is. Yeah. Uh, so Corey, we got two more questions for you, all right? Uh I want to ask you about the the Patriots and Cam Newton and what he's done. They should be Ooh. three and oh. They were at the one yard line in Seattle and couldn't get in, but they they could be three and zero. He looks like he's rejuvenated that that offense and that squad. Do you like Cam there in, in uh, New England? I, I love Cam there. I mean, it's it's gonna be some dude when you replacing quote unquote the goat. You know what I mean? It's gonna be a little difficult, but man, he is showing up and showing out, and they kind of revamped that offense a little bit that to cater him. I think I think Cam's gonna be fine up there. He's going to shock a lot of people. My other quick question was, the Bengals are playing the Jaguars in Cincinnati. Do they get their first win against the Jaguars this week? What do you think? <laughs> I can't put my finger on Jacksonville. I have no idea who they are. And it's sad. I got to sit here and think about it, right? <laughs> man, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to give the Bengals the nod, man, and say they get the dub. They get the dub. TJ, you got anything else? I'm good. Nah, man. CD, we appreciate your brother. Send me that gamer tag so I can beat your ass in Madden. 
Thank you. Hey, hey, man, Appreciate it. Man, I'm a hey man, I'ma drag your ass. You probably are. You probably are. I'm a break, I'm a break about three controllers. So yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right. Hey, Corey Dillon, thank you so much for joining us on the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. We appreciate you. Man, thank you. Thanks for having appreciate me. Appreciate you, right. CD, bro. The Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. By now, you've probably heard about FanDuel Sportsbook, world-class sports betting app. FanDuel makes it easy to find and place your bets. They got some of the best odds you'll find anywhere. Fun bet types. It's the only place where you can play same-game parlay NFL bets this season. And when you win, they even get you your winnings in as little as 24 hours. That's a lot of reasons to try FanDuel Sportsbook. But here's a few more. Right now, new users can place their first bet on FanDuel Sportsbook risk-free and get up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. Seriously, there's no strings attached. Just place any bet you want. If you win, you keep the cash. If you lose, you'll get your entire bet up to $1,000 back in site credit. If you are a current customer, be sure to check out the Double Up promotions for the NFL, NBA, and the NHL. Place a pregame money line wager, and if your team scores 35-plus points, double your winnings. Max bonus, $50 in site credit and only one eligible winner per person. To start betting, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and be sure to sign up with the promo code LP3 so they know that I sent you. And once again, if you knew better, you would do better. All right, now let's bring in our producer, Martin Weiss. He will give us a recap of week three. And TJ, we both, I'm covering my glasses too. <laughs> we took it on a chin after we started uh, off so hot the first couple of weeks. But Martin, all right, what's the damage? No, I mean, when they say give it all back, you guys really, uh, you guys really uh, <laughs> took that one to heart. So you guys both took the Falcons. Oh, minus three versus the Bears. Obviously, Mitch Trubisky came in the game. I mean, Mitch Trubisky got pulled. It's looking good in, through three quarters. And and all bets were lost on that one. You guys Look. were split on Titans-Vikings. TJ, you were Titans two and a half. <laughs> Rob, you took the Vikings to win out, right? Somehow you both lost as the Titans kicked a million field goals to win by one in a game which had like a 1,000 yards of offense. We had the Washington football team at the Browns, who were seven-point favorites. TJ, you took the Browns. Congratulations to you. Rob, you said you did not believe in Baker Mayfield. Well, the running backs for the Browns get it done, <laughs> and you lose on that one. Uh, the Lions had the Cardinals. Cardinals were five-and-a-half-point favorites. All of us lost this one as the Cardinals won. The Cardinals lost, obviously. Lions won outright. You both both took the Cardinals to cover. Let's go to the AFC North, where we had probably the least exciting game of the weekend with the Bengals as five-and-a-half-point dogs at the Eagles. TJ, you called it. You called it. <laughs> you called it all right. They covered five-and-a-half in an ugly tie. Rob, you picked the Eagles to win. Uh, to cover the five and a half. They didn't win nor cover, obviously, with the Steelers. TJ called the Texans. Rob called the Steelers. TJ, that's a loss for you. A win for Rob. See, if you guys recall, I was on the Rob Parker 
Well, if they're going to win, it has right. to be this Please, game. You, God. I know. I, hey, <laughs> unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Uh, the the up-down strategy did not work this weekend. No. At the Lions no. who needed to – the Lions won. They needed to win. That, but the Vikings lost, and they also needed to win. But then, and then the Jets also lost, and they needed to win right as well. And you got right. to cover 10 and a half. And the Jets don't play in the National Football League. Man. That was they ugly. Have, that was golly, so ugly. Bad. So bad. All right. We coming back oh, with a vengeance. Wait, you missed the marquee game of the week. You guys both took the Ravens to cover the three and a half. Obviously, Mahomes and achieved one outright by two touchdowns. And then for the overs and the unders, you know, you guys both took the over in the Bears game. And Nick Foles, while he cost you your against the spread, he, he came get through. You can win in the over. That game totaled at 56. You guys took the over – I mean, you guys took the under, rather, Lions-Cardinals. That game totaled at 49, so that both cashed. And then the last one that you took was the under in Baltimore, which was 53-and-a-half. The total was 54. Sorry, Ain't that guys. some crazy stuff? That's crazy. That's but so crazy. we're going to bounce back. We bouncing back this week. Bounce back. And I'll week. just say this. Even with that, TJ, you deserve a little credit to be able to talk like that because after all of that, you still have a winning record on the season. That's what I do, baby. All I know is win. That's all I know. I know I I took it on the chin. I got to bounce back. I'll bounce back this week. All right? So let's do it. All right. AFC North, let's talk about this. Uh, Ravens minus 13 against the Washington football team. Last week. I said 10 and a half points was a lot to give up. This week, I do not care. The Ravens are pissed off. They didn't perform offensively nor or on defense the way that they expected or accustomed to. And they're playing Washington football team, who they've shown outside of that week one fluke against the Eagles, and the Eagles have shown themselves not to be a very good football team. The Ravens will get back on track and blow the Washington football team out. I'll eat these 13 points. I might eat 16 points, but it's only 13, and I like the Ravens. You know what? Hard for me to disagree. I hate the 13 points. It's a lot of points. Washington, though, is not a good football team. You're right. Week one, as you look back at it now, you remember it may, maybe it was just uh, it had more to do with the opponent than it had to do with them. So I'm with you on this. I'm going to go with the Ravens that they bounce back. They have won 14 games in a row, TJ. It's hard to win every week, and you're going to have a stinker, a clunker every once in a while. I'm with you. I'm going to take the Ravens. All right, the Browns uh, plus four and a half against Dallas. This game is, is, is perplexing to me because the Browns played one good team thus far. And they lost the game. They played a lowly Washington football team who we just spoke of, and they played the Bengals team. So Bengals are 0-3. Washington has won one game. And so how good are the Cleveland Browns? But then we look at Dallas and say they should have lost to the Falcons. So Dallas, they should also be winless. They, they play the Seahawks close, but they lose. And so I look at the Cowboys, I look at the Browns and say – in my opinion, this game can go either way. And because of that, the Browns are getting four and a half points, and it's probably going to bite me in the butt. But uh, 
I'm gonna go with Cleveland just because I don't I don't I don't know how good the Cowboys are. I don't know how good Cleveland is. I know the Cowboys are gonna score points, but Cleveland, if if they can just stick to running the ball, if they can stick to running the ball, even if they lose a the game, I like them to cover. Wow. I, I'm not big on Dallas. I'm with you. Dallas should be 0-3. Dallas, it just hasn't been impressive at all. And a lot of their points and stuff have come when they're down by 14 or 17. Do you know what I mean? And the defense has to relax a little bit. And then they come back, but they always fall short. But I'm going to take Dallas minus four and a half. They have to win a game. They need to come out and play one good game in, in the first this is the first quarter of the season. They haven't played one good game. I'm going to give Dallas a good game. I'll take Dallas. The game that is going to be really hard to figure out, <laughs> Bengals minus three against the Jaguars in Cincinnati. Do the Bengals get their first win? Where are you on this game? Straight to the point. I, I'm with Corey Dillon in this. I, I like the Bengals to win. They're, they're getting three points. I, I thought the Jaguars were – Going to be somewhat of a surprise, not a playoff team, but win more games than people expected. And then Thursday night happened with the Miami Dolphins, and it was a complete slaughter. And I I believe the Bengals, they, they're playing better each week. I mean, if you – they just – I don't know if they can protect Joe. Like, it, it's almost crazy that he's been hit as much as he's been hit in these first three games, and they have not figured out how can we keep him. If he say he he won't make it through the season if he continues to take these type of – they need to figure it out. I will believe this week is the week, especially if they can get Geno Atkins back. He hasn't played in a game this year, and the defense has been pretty good. The defense hasn't been bad for the Bengals. And so I like Joe to get his first uh, NFL victory. Uh, yeah, this Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Everything you said made sense. Um, I'm just not there yet with the Bengals. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not there. I think they, I think they lose. I'll take the three points with the Jaguars who got beat up and looked terrible. Against hey, you Miami. know what's crazy though, Rob? What? Even though the Bengals are winless, they're covering, bro. No, I, I got they're it. They're covering. They've been yeah. great for you. Yeah. They've been great for you, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to go along with your Bengals pick. I'm just... <laughs> So yeah. we'll, we'll leave that. Obviously, the Steelers game is uh, off the, the board. Steelers line is off the board. We already know with the COVID. And here's the only thing, TJ, I'm going to say about that. I don't like that the NFL doesn't test on game day, before the game. This should be a rapid test because it looks like they don't want to take anybody out, like the starting quarterback or somebody if they have it. But to let that guy play, you can't test every day except – the, the morning before the game. That doesn't make sense to me I, I if think somebody has it. They're probably looking at it like this. If you test on Saturday, you're in a hotel, you're in a bed, you're to the stadium. They're assuming your contact with anyone else is very limited. Now, where you can come into contact is team meal. If you're staying at a hotel, which everyone does, are you to the parking lot or do they have valet? I would assume... They've gotten rid of the valet because that's what they used to have when we were playing. So now it's everybody go get their car. So if the contact is limited, I, I get it. But if it's valet and the team meal, there's different people in there. I, I agree with you. But here's my only thing. I hear you. If you're already, if you believe that the test on Saturday, 
What's the problem with just spending the money for Sunday just to make sure? It's what you said. They it's don't the money. want. They don't want Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson testing positive, and it's like, uh, the star of the team can't play. Right. They don't want that. And if it's a false positive, and it turns out the next day that it was negative, and so I, I believe they want to eliminate that. That that I mean makes no, sense. It, Might not be smart, but it makes sense. It sounds right. All right. NFC North, we got the Colts at Chicago. The Bears getting two and a half after that big comeback win. Nobody respects the win because it came against uh, it came against the Falcons, and everybody beats the Falcons. But still, Bears plus two and a half. Man, this is tricky. Nick Foles has been named a starter. Um, can he lead the Bears? Nick Foles always does well coming in. Can, can he lead the Bears to a victory? The Colts? Offensive line, top notch. They're going to be able to run the ball. Defensively, they're solid. I, I just don't know what I'm going to get from the Bears. Tyreek Cohen, um, Torres knee, he's out for the year. It, it's, I, I got to go with the Colts. It's two and a half points. It's the field goal. I, I like the Colts in this. I, I just hope Phillip Rivers uh, isn't, isn't a turnover machine. If he's not a turnover machine, the coach should win the game. I'm going to take the Bears plus the two and a half points. Uh, Nick Foles is always better when he comes in out of relief and he's not, you know, the starter he came in. And they carry that effort, 20 points, that they beat the Atlanta in the fourth quarter. They build on that. They get a win at home. I'm going to go with the Bears. I still, Phillip Rivers, I don't love him. You're right. He can be a turnover machine. What he did against the Jets, we can't, I can't respect that because the Jets are so awful. I'm going to take the Bears on the points. Here's another game here, the Lions against the Saints in Detroit. And the Saints didn't look good. I mean, Drew Brees, if it's not a dink and dunk and Kamara's running for 40 yards after the three-yard pass, they weren't getting a lot. Where are you on that? Are the, the Saints, this is a big game. The Saints are one and two. Can they afford to lose to the Lions in Detroit? They can't. In essence, they're playing for their season. They they can't, uh, the way the Bucks. Are, are playing and they they were lucky to escape with that win week one. We're talking to pick six against the Bucks. We're talking to muff punt. We're talking to um. They might be a winless. block punt, a block punt, and a muff kickoff return, and so they could be winless. They're they're in essence playing for their season here, and that man is coming back to play, I believe, this weekend, and that man is Mike Thomas, and so with Mike Thomas back in the lineup, and this is a must win. I, I like I like the Saints to kind of get their groove back offensively. Um, Drew Brees will have that uh, that target that he feels very comfortable with, that guy that he knows can get open. And if the Lions play as much man-to-man -man as they've been playing, um, Mike Thomas will have a field day. I'm with you on this game. I think this is a must win. They only lost three games, TJ, all year. This would be their third loss in four games. There's no way they can afford to lose this game. And I know the Lions beat, you know, Kyler Murray and and the, the Cardinals. But Kyler Murray gave up the football. He threw three, three interceptions. Yeah. He helped the Lions win the game. And I'm not going to take it away from them. They won the game. But they got a lot of help. So I'm going to say that the Saints bounced back in a big way and they win that game. And And – uh, they cover that four points that the Lions are getting. Here's another big point spread. 
Packers who are averaging 40 points. TJ, they never scored 122 points in three straight games in the history of the Green Bay Packers. And that's saying a lot. You know, they've had explosive offenses and great quarterbacks and a winning tradition. They're giving up seven points at home to the Falcons. Where are you on that game? Oh, I mean, that's probably – this is the easiest one to pick along with uh, Baltimore. It's like the Falcons get a lead and then they just let you come back. Only this time they're not going to get a lead. They're not going to get a lead on uh, Green Bay Packers. The way Aaron Rodgers is playing, man, it's unbelievable. He looks great. It's unbelievable. And his best receiver is not playing. They and put up they, 37 points without him. And, and so they're able to run the ball so effectively. The defense is playing great. But the if Aaron Rodgers needed any motivation, it was when the Green Bay Packers selected Jordan Love from Utah State. Oh, really? This what y'all going to do? Okay, I'm going to show you that you just wasted a first-round draft pick. And the way he's playing, everybody's saying Russell Wilson is the MVP. But, uh, I mean, there's a couple guys that's right there with him, in my opinion. And Aaron Rodgers is one of them. And so the the Falcons, offensively, they're good. They're going to score points. Will Julio Jones come back uh, this week? I don't know. But Calvin Ridley is a baller. Offensively, they're going to do well. But the Packers right now, man, Aaron Rodgers look like he's a man on a mission. I'll swallow those seven points. I just hope. The Packers do not have a lead, and Matt Ryan and the Falcons score some meaningless touchdown at the end of the game to cover. What did you think as a receiver, the ball that Aaron Rodgers threw to Lazard, off his back foot, just a flick of his wrist, 55 yards, that ball was right on the money, TJ. Aaron Rodgers is special, man. Like, the dude can just play. I don't, you know, people talk about his personality and this and that. But the dude is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. And you could say physically he might be the best to ever play. And so outside, you know, those years when he had Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, and Jordy Nelson, it was unreal. He hasn't had that in a while, and they're still competitive, and he's still putting up stats. And so Aaron Rodgers, man, anybody that can play with Aaron Rodgers, you're lucky. I mean, Alan Lazard wasn't drafted. He was an undrafted right. guy. And so he I'm sure because of the way he's played, his confidence level, he his self-belief now is through the roof. But Aaron Rodgers, in essence, is playing great with guys that nobody wanted. I mean, even Devontae Adams, he wasn't a first-round pick. Right. And so Aaron Rodgers is that dude. Basically. All right. I'm I'm gonna take the Packers as well, minus seven. Uh, I think the Falcons' defense, only Seattle's defense is worse than the Falcons, if you could believe that. Wow. That's the only defense worse. So I think that they score at home at Green Bay early, often, and they pile it on. They win by, I say they win by 17 points. I think that they, they'll beat the Falcons by that much. Uh, all right, let's do some over, under, and uh, and then a parlay, and we're good to go, all right? Yes, sir. All right, over under uh, Ravens and the Washington football team is 45 and a half. Man, that's probably going to go under. I like I like the Ravens to win about 30, 35 to 10. 35 I'm, to 10. I'm with you. I think it's going to be under. 
Because they're making a quarterback change, right? Is it Haskins or there's a chance that he not play? No, he's going to start. Oh, uh, Ron Rivera okay. has come out and said, basically, he's going to have to play better moving forward okay. if he wants to remain the starter. So it That's sucks added that, pressure, though, it isn't it? It sucks that you say that. Right. And you're about to play the Baltimore Ravens. Like, you really think he's going to play better against the Baltimore Ravens? So you can... If it's if it's a uh, they're getting whitewashed in the first half, does he get pulled? Do they go with Kyle Allen? Do they go with Alex Smith? Um, e either way, it's a blowout. But the Ravens are going to pretty much have to score forty five by themselves, and that's just a lot of points in the NFL. We everybody still has players, and Chase Young will be out this week, groin injury. I, I'm with you. It's going to be under forty five and a half. All right, Browns Cowboys fifty six and a half points. That's a lot of points. I'm going to just tell you straight up. I'm going under on that. I think that's a high number. I, I, the Browns can score. Cowboys can score. but but I, and, and the Cowboys defense gives up a lot, but I can't see that number. I'm under on that. I, when anytime it gets to 54, you have to go under. Anything above 54, I'm going to go under. And, and I say that because the Browns' recipe for success this week is to get Chubb 20 to 25 carries, get Kareem Hunt 15 to 20 carries. So that's a minimum of 35 carries between those two backs. If they do that, that means they're winning and they're chewing up the clock. I like it to go under. I like that. You're right about that. That's the only way they can really win. All right, your Bengals and the Jaguars, 49 and a half. Wow. They must think it's going to be no defense in this game. Like, I, I like it. I like it to go under. The, the Bengals have a secondary that can, I believe, keep the Jaguars in check. I don't know what's going on with Geno Atkins. They haven't really said what's wrong with him. Um, but if he's able to play, the Bengals should be able to win this game. 2017, 24 to 20 type of game. They'll, they'll get in the low 40s, mid to low 40s. But getting close to 50, that, that's a lot of points to ask for two teams that haven't scored a lot of points this year. And, and yeah. so Bengals went to overtime, scored 23. First game they scored, I believe it was 17 to 14. And so they haven't scored a lot of points. Um, to ask them to score a lot of points now against the Jags, Jags aren't that great defensively, but it, it's a tall task. Rookie quarterback, but I still like the Bengals to cover, but I, I think that goes under. I think it's going to be under as well. I'm, I'm with you. And the Jaguars have something to prove because they got run over by Miami defensively. So I'm sure there's going to be a, you know, to try to limit that. And the Bengals, I'm with you. I'm just not there that they're going to light up the scoreboard yet. So there we go. Uh, we know the Steelers line is off the board. We talked about that. All right. Uh, Bears and Colts, uh, 43 and a half. Where are you on that? I actually like that game to go over. I, I, I like it to go over. The Bears, they don't seem to be the defense that they once were. That I, I believe that's uh, obvious through the first three weeks of the season. It, it's The Colts are kind of up and down with their scoring. You, you never know what you're going to get. They're, they're hurting at the receiver position. Paris Campbell's been out. Michael Pittman just had surgery. And, and so will they play a conservative game? They may, but... Uh, Hopefully you get a couple touchdowns here and there, a couple picks, sixes, uh, kickoff return. Who knows? But 43, that's that's a low number. I'll go over. I'm with you. That sounds like a low number. 
Uh, I didn't. I couldn't believe last week. I thought for sure the Bears, you know, wouldn't score the kind of points that they scored. And with Nick Foles, I feel better than Mitch Trubisky. So I'm. I'm with you. I'm gonna go over on that. Uh, Saints and Lions. The number is 54. Um, where are you on that game? 54. Man, they must really think the Lions are gonna put up some points in this game. They. They must think this is going to be a shootout. The Saints because the Lions only had twenty three and they had three turnovers. They only got right, twenty three points. Right, and and the Saints aren't putting up a ton of points. I mean, you take away the first week, which that's a rarity that Brady throws a pick six. You get a block punt and a muffed uh, kickoff return. And so Michael Thomas is coming back. I like the Saints to put up points, but fifty four between the two, I got to go under. I'm with you. I think that's a high number. Uh, I'm I'm not buying it. 54 is too high for me. I expect the Saints to score. I'm not sure where the Lions will be, TJ, but I I'm with you. And and the last game is the Falcons and Packers over under is 56 and a half. 56 and a half. Man, this is crazy because I said my cutoff was 54, but I'm, I, I probably go over on this. The Packers have put up a ton of points. The Falcons have put up a ton of points, even though they're losing. And so I can see the Packers up big, and the Falcons kind of get some meaningless touchdowns at the end of the game. I, I could see the game going 34-27 type of game. Hopefully it's 34-24 type of game. Um, so the the Packers still cover, but – uh. I like both teams to score a lot of points because both teams have scored a lot of points to start the season. So I'm going to go with that trend and go over. I'm going to go over as well. Wow, Those we guys, on the same page this week. T- this week we're on the same page. We're either going to be not, good or terrible. Or, or terrible at both of us. I know normally <laughs> oh we don't God. We don't always get, get together on these. We only got no. one or two different ones. And just but for people pack- that's listening, we don't talk about what we're doing no. prior to this ever. No. Never and do we talk about we this. We never do that. Nope. And the Packers wow. are averaging 40 points a game. They got 122 in the first three games. I think they're going to get less points against the Falcons defense, which is the second worst in the league. And Aaron Rodgers is balling out. Nine touchdowns, no picks. How about this, TJ? The Packers as a team, zero turnovers. You hey. know the NFL? Think about that. Zero. Aaron Rodgers is on a mission. Every 13-3. and three, This is the worst 13-3 and three team the NFL has ever seen. Yep. Really? Okay, I'm, I'm going to show y'all. I'm going to show y'all. And that's what he's doing. Simple as that. All right, time for our lemon pepper parlay uh, for the week. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. So obviously, my lemon pepper parlay has to be, and it has to involve the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers covering, giving up seven points against the Atlanta Falcons. And then the second game will be who I included last week. They not going to let me down two weeks in a row. Is the Baltimore Ravens thrashing the Washington football team. That's my Lemon Pepper podcast lock of the week. And I'm lock. I'm coming back with a vengeance. I'm like Aaron Rodgers, but his was a whole year. Mine's is just one week. I like the, both of those picks are good. I'm going to take the Packers, but I'm going to also take 
the Packers, and I'm going to take the Bears getting two and a half points. So I'm going to take the Packers and the Bears at home against the Colts. That's my lemon pepper parlay for week four. All right. Do we have any side I like that. Wing? I like what was that. Our, what was our wing bet? Did we have a wing bet this past week? I thought we did. Martin, did we? Because I was up one one order of wings to nothing. As bad as, bad as you did this week, if we did, we even now. <laughs> Are we? Oh, no, wow. We... Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, we did have one. Uh, all right, there it is. That's week four of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. Man, we hope you enjoyed it. Thanks to Corey Dillon for joining us. He gave us some good insight. Uh, and, of course, TJ, uh, thanks to both of us for, like, just having some fun on the podcast, picking some winners, hopefully. Hopefully we rebound from last week. And we'll get you some money. And what do you always tell everybody, TJ? If they knew better, that they would do better. Because when to see at the end of 17 weeks, it's going to be good. I've been picking five games for the last three years with my homeboys. This is a true story. Six games because we do Thursday night. Right. I ain't never, ever, I'll pull out my phone and show you, I ain't never been under 500. The first, the first year we did it, I won 78% of my games against That's the spread. That's crazy. That's 78%. Crazy. And I showed you it to cousin. You would be a millionaire in Vegas. Yeah, I ain't. I ain't, uh-uh. I got four kids. I'm, <laughs> I understand. I, got, I understand. I got four kids and a wife that like nice things. I'm like, no. But 78% of the games. And I was wow. showing Cousin Sal, like, these are my picks for the week. Because every time I would go in studio and then... Last year, kind of had a little stumble. I was at like 64%. That's still great. 64%. If you're, over, if you're at 60% in Vegas, you're making money. If you're at 60%. We pick. So you're talking about. Every Thursday night game. And you can pick any five games on Sunday or Monday. So it's a total of six games per week. That's pretty awesome. All right. Yeah. So, so we will check you out next week. Same bad time. Same bad channel for the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. Yes, sir.